organize your amazing ideas into a powerful book, you are in the right place. At the right time to learn how to write your book. Hi, I'm Joyce Glass. And I'm Sherry Lynn Bisbano, and welcome to The Right Hour, nonfiction tips from The Right Coach team. We are so glad you joined us today. Welcome to episode 1006 of The Right Hour. This is the last episode of our favorite podcast replays for season 10. This one is important no matter how you want to publish your book, whether it's self-publishing or traditional publishing. Do you know how to create a book proposal to attract the attention of an agent or publisher? On this episode, Sherilyn Misbano, my business partner, shares some of the important elements of a book proposal. Sherilyn is an award-winning writer. She founded The Right Proposal after reading hundreds of book proposals with avoidable errors and now is a part of The Right Coach team. These errors cost the author a contract or representation. As a submission reader and junior literary agent, Sherilyn helped many authors succeed. As the managing editor of Almost an Author, she helped the website earn the number six spot on the top 100 best writing websites of 2018 by The Right Life and the top 101 websites for writers with Writer's Digest. Sherilyn proudly served in our military for 20 years, earning the John Leventhal Military Leadership Award. She lives in Rhode Island with her son, Michael, and her husband, Michael. She fondly calls them her M&Ms. You may want to listen to this a few times and make sure you download the book proposal checklist. Also, we don't want you to forget Sherilyn and I love to help writers learn the craft of writing, and we have joined forces with Keith Keller, a global marketing strategist, to create the TWC Writing Club. Now, this membership is here for you. We want to help you gain progress. So each month, we offer three trainings and then a group coaching call. There's a weekly training. So the first one is writing training. We teach you about the craft and business of writing. The second week, we have Marketing Monday. It's live with Keith Keller from Australia. He's, like I said, a global marketing strategist. And he shows you how to build your audience while you're writing your book. And then the third week is grammar training. Be able to learn how to brush up on your grammar, your punctuation, your sentence structure, and what all those little words and how they work together. It really helps you write better when you understand how the English language is put together. And then the last week, we do a two-hour group coaching session live. You can come ask your questions about your project, and we will help you right then and there, help you brainstorm, help you figure out what's working, what's not, or what's your next step. And then we also have the Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group, so you can come in, you get to know each other, there's a writing community building there, and we're going to help you connect with each other and possibly form some critique groups really soon. So if you want to check it out, we are doing a limited offer. It's until um, this Friday, so that's Friday, June 12th. You can join for one month free. 
And then it's $29 a month after that, as long as you stay a member. The link will be in the show notes, but it's therightcoach.biz forward slash club. So check out that link in the show notes. Or if you have any questions, please feel free to email me, joyce at therightcoach.biz. We look forward to seeing you in the writing club to help you write your book. Hi, and welcome to episode 706 of The Right Hour, and I'm here with Sherry Lynn Bisvano, and we are excited to be together today Mm -hmm. and have some exciting news that we're going to share in a little bit. But first, I want to know about you, Sherry Lynn, and thank you for being here today. Joyce, it's my honor. I'm just excited to talk to you about my writing journey and book proposals and what God has done to bring me to this point. I'm a married woman with a son that has special needs. I don't have a lot of time to write, but when I do, I love to write inspirational stuff. But my journey began in 2014 after many years of women asking me for my speaking topics in book form. Mm-hmm. I, I love to speak. I love to teach the word of God. I use acrostics because it's easier for me, somebody with ADHD, which is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, but I don't call it a disorder because there is no disorder in God's kingdom. (laughs) All these people are asking me, Sherry Lynn, where's the book? I'm not a writer. A talk on love. Where's the book? A talk on Ezekiel. Where's the book? I'm not a writer. I'm not a writer. Well, my friend Lori Roloveld said, you need to come to this writing retreat. There, I got the kick in the pants to start writing. I I sought many places to write. I wasn't a good writer. I was horrible, and I'm still learning. And And I don't say that as a false humility. If you ask my editor and Cecil Cecil Murphy, who has read some of my stuff, and some other people, they'll say she's the most improved. (laughs) I was horrible. And my first, I was in Cecil Murphy's class. If you don't know who he is, he is a writer of 90 Minutes in Heaven, and he's a best-selling author. I had no idea who he was, but we became fast friends. He is such a nice guy. I'm in his class, the first class I took at this writing retreat. I rose my hand. I said, Mr. Murphy, he says, it ceased for you. And I said, what's a protagonist? (laughs) Yes, you can laugh. And so anybody who is listening, who's a beginner writer, don't be afraid to ask questions. I'm not afraid to ask questions. And I think that is why God catapulted me to where I am now. Within the last four years, I wrote How to Write Magazine articles with Kyle Young. Mm -hmm. He said, Sherry Lynn, how'd you like to manage the website? I'm like, I don't know how. He said, I'll teach you. So I went from not writing to being a managing editor and doing a column. Then I, the other hat I wore was interviewing best-selling authors for genre chat. I absolutely loved it. Jerry Jenkins, Liz Curtis Biggs, Stephen James, Tim Shoemaker. I mean, I was in heaven and I learned so much from these people. And then Kyle said, how would you, he's an agent now. He said, how would you like to read my submit, do it be my submissions reader? I said, I'd love to. He said, this is what I'm looking for. And I read many, many book proposals. And I wanted to cry because I wanted to forward everybody's book proposal to Kyle. But these book proposals were not 
agent worthy. And I hate to say that. Then I became a junior literary agent and I got more book proposals. My heart went out to people. Mm -hmm. I said, their topics are so good, but they don't know how to put a proposal together. And if you don't know how to put a book proposal together, you're not going to get an agent or a publisher. So I did a lot of praying. I stepped down from all my dream jobs at interviewing best-selling authors, writing columns, being a you know being the um, editor of a writing website to start my own business, what's called, mm-hmm. which is called the Right Proposal. And I helped people learn how to put together proposals. I've been doing this for two and a half years and I've probably put together, oh, I don't even know how many proposals and reviewed proposals. There's not a lot out there in one place on how to build a book proposal unless you buy a book and get, unless you buy a book and then you have to read the whole book, which takes you a long time. You're trying to write a book and then you want to read a book and you're trying to do a proposal it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Right, Joyce? You know that, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> and and it's, it's just overwhelming. And so that's where I come in. And I help people with their proposal. I say to them, I've been asked this question, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So one piece mm-hmm. at a time, we put the book proposal together. And I've had... Oh, quite a few people get contracts. Awesome. So, I mean, I love it. It is a lot of hard work, but that's where I went in a nutshell since 2014 to here. And, and God has some really wonderful things in the future. And we'll talk about that later. Yes. Well, tell us briefly about the books that you've been involved in and you have one being published next year. So let us know about those. Well, the one being published next year is what got me started writing. Um, It was called True Star Quality. It's an acrostic book for star. It, It was based on the Philippians verse that says, do everything without complaining or whining so that you can shine like a star in the universe as you hold out the word of life. I complained about everything. I was a constant complainer and I wanted to shine. So the book is my raw and realistic journey through the scripture, but the title is different. It's called Shine, Don't Whine. And I love the title. (laughs) So it's it's been so many years in the making. So never give up. Never give up. Um, Just keep going. God will publish your book in his timing when he wants, if he wants. But the other books that I have been in are Chicken Soup for the Soul, Miracles book. Love that. Two Bible studies with Lighthouse Bible. Is it Lighthouse Bible Studies? It's with uh, Katie Kaufman and Mm -hmm. Mimi Kaufman. Two of those. And they were award-winning. And also an award-winning book called Get to the Margins. It's a writer's anthology. So it's it's been a fun journey. I still feel like I have so much more to learn, but I've come a long way. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of this career is you can learn a lot and there's still a whole lot more to learn. I mean, I've learned a lot and I still have a whole lot more that I would like to learn too, that, you know, I know what I need to know and I'm an expert at that part, 
but there's other parts that I could always learn more at. And so that's wonderful. Thing. It changes so much, Joyce. It does. It and it does. And that's why, you know, you're talking about the conference you went to. It is important to go to these conferences because things do change. And if you don't keep up to date, you're going to be working on material and using out of date things that may not be as beneficial for you. So it's always good to keep up to date. Right. So let us know now, because for those of you that don't know, Sherilyn is excellent at proposals, because if you heard the business she started was about proposals. So what are the important parts of a book proposal? Because there are a lot of parts, and we're not going to go over all of them. No. we We want to just give you the overview, and then we're going to give you a way where you can dive in and find all of them if you are interested and need more help. So... First, tell us the important parts of a book proposal. The one-page sell sheet gives the agent and the publisher Mm -hmm. a, a snapshot of who you are and what your book's about. That is very important. That has the tagline, it has a mini bio, and it has the back cover of your book and some of your education and your writing history. That's important. Your author's page is very important. Because they want to know who you are. They want to know why you're the person to write the book. And of course, the synopsis or the chapter overview. If you're writing a fiction book, you better put the ending of your book in that story synopsis. Mm -hmm. It's not your back cover. They need to know what the ending of the book is. And in chapter reviews for nonfiction, it's just a little blurb of each chapter. Right. Your market analysis, that's who you want, who you're aiming your book uh, to, who you're writing your book for. Um, and it's not for everyone. You can't write it's for everyone. Please um, don't. <laughs> yeah, please nobody don't. Wants to, nobody wants to read that book. So, Every, But the thing is, is, everybody could probably benefit from it. But when you write in... One of the things that I highly recommend when you're writing is think of one person Mm -hmm. that you're sitting down with and having coffee with and write your book to them. Whether it be fiction, you're telling a story or nonfiction, you're giving advice or um, educating them. One person and who's that one person? And then you have secondary and tertiary audiences. Yeah. And just one thing to add to that. You give much more depth to your writing when you do that because yes. you have that person in mind. But think, but don't worry that that's the only type of person that you're going to attract. It's this, you know, it just happens where other people are still going to be attracted because you have spoken to them in some way or another. And there's going to be that point where it comes like, oh, were you in my head? What, how yes. did you know yes. that? You know, I, that's what I've been thinking for years or months or whatever it is that you're talking about. And here you bring it up in this book. I swear you were in my head. Or have you yeah. been in the conversations I've been having with my husband or my wife or my spouse or my friends, you know, my parents, whoever, that they, these private thoughts that they've had think sometimes we think we're the only ones who think of something or deal with something when actually... We're one of many, and we just have not everybody talks about everything that happens to them. So, it's uh, that's why it's good to focus on that one person because you're going to give meat to your story, and it's going to draw in multiple people who have dealt with it or feel the same way or something similar. Mm. 
Definitely. Great, great advice, Joyce. Really, really poignant and powerful advice. So that's your market analysis. Then you have your competitive analysis. Mm -hmm. Those are the people in the market that you are competing with. Those are books. I like to go to Amazon. And if you're writing a Christian book, you can go to Christian book distributors. But go there and look for the books in your category. Uh, If you're writing a historical fiction romance Christian, go type all those in and see and see which ones they want within the last five to seven years. There's a place on uh, on the upper bar on Amazon where you can choose most uh, printed. I think it's a published soonest or something like that. Um, Publishing date. And go by that. Please put best-selling writers down. I've had I've had clients say, "Well, I shouldn't compare my book to a best-selling author." I said, "Yes, you should, because what the, what they want to know, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, the things they want to know when you do your competitive analysis." And if you want to contact us later, we can help you more with any part of your book proposal. Mm-hmm. But what they want to know is the name of the book, the author of the book, who published it, and they want to know a little bit about that book, but they want you to answer the question, why is my book similar? Why is my book different? And what promise do I make in my book that they don't? You have to be very, I don't want to say political, but do not belittle anybody's book. Right. They they will not, they do not want people who belittle my books better because I'm a better writer. No. (laughs) Their content's trash was probably not the best. um, Yes. (laughs) There's a a nice way to say that, that, you know, they don't cover everything that I cover. They're, I don't agree with their point of view, you know, whatever. Um, There's, there are nice ways to say that it's not as good as yours without. And if you, if you need help, yes, if you need help with that, I love doing them. So you can contact us at the end. Um, Joyce will give you my um, email and how to contact us. But I, I, I love doing those. Then after that, you have your marketing plan. This is this is really important. Beside, I, I interviewed publishers and agents, and they said what they look, some look at the marketing plan first, some read the three chapters first because they want to make sure they have a writer that writes well. Mm-hmm. And someone and some look at the author bio first to make sure the author is qualified to write and has previous publications. I could go into that, but time constraints. We don't, but contact us and we can help you. We would love to help you present a powerful professional book proposal. Mm-hmm. But the marketing plan, the biggest thing, Joyce, that people are concerned about is I don't have a huge platform or I can't sell that many books. The amount of books they want people to sell is about 8,000 out of the gate, probably within before the first year is up. And most people just throw up their hands and say, I can't do it. We can help you. Mm-hmm. There, you if, did you graduate college? Your college has an alumni that probably has at least, five, least 10,000 people. 
Right. That's a small community. More than that, like about a hundred thousand people. Right. You go to college, and where'd you go to high school? Do you belong to Boy Scouts? Do you go to a mega church? Do you is your company well known? Do they have a newspaper? Um, your Twitter, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, and all those that stuff does matter. Yes, I had a client who just started her LinkedIn, her Twitter, and her Facebook accounts. She only had like three hundred, but you know. If we just looked at that and we didn't look at her bio, we would have overlooked that she was on the John Maxwell team. Yeah. So that's a huge um, thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's a huge thing. Yeah. So there's so many ways. So we can actually help you brainstorm. And, and if you really don't know that many people, start now. Start now getting on on social media, and it's called social media for a reason. You interact with people. And one thing I do advise, do not buy Twitter followers. No. They, agents and publishers can spot that from a mile away. But there's so much to a marketing plan. We could have two hours on that. But remember, they want you to sell about 8,000 books Prove that you can. In your sample chapters. Yeah, that's right. I know you probably have a lot to say. I've gotten sample chapters that I brought up in my Word document. They didn't even take it through the basic Word grammar check. (laughs) So all those little red lines show up. It was horrible. And... And, you know, sometimes you have red lines in fiction because the names, you know, people have names that are not in the dictionary. But this was like obvious stuff. Right. Your first three sample chapters, hire a professional editor, not your English teacher, not your mom, not your dad. Unless I only know one person who can hire their mom, and that's Bethany Jett, because her mom is a professional editor. (laughs) But... Hire a professional editor. And if you can't afford it, barter with somebody because this is where they look. Agents and publishers want to know they can work with you. And if you don't take the time to get your three sample chapters, if you can't afford it, get Grammarly and take it through Grammarly. Grammarly. That's the minimum. Huh? At least that's the minimum. Yes, that's the minimum. But if you really want to invest in your career, you need an editor. You just you just got to do it. And for three chapters, it's not going to be outrageous. No. And Joyce and I are both editors, and we know we've helped a lot of people, and we we see things that people. Other people don't see. We, as editors, get editors for our books and for our stuff. Because when you're writing, sometimes that stuff sticks in your head. Like you want to say it one way, but it Mm -hmm. comes out on the paper a different way. But when you reread it, it's the way you think you've already, the way you want it. And it's not. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, we our eyes and our brain compensate for what we think it's saying or should say. I'm like even little minor typos, you know, will we'll miss because in our brain it's compensating. Well, we it knows that that's not spelled right, so it'll compensate to make oh that's how that word's supposed to be spelled. So we think 
because we've looked at it so much that it's that that is correct and it's not in that that is um tough so uh the so the best parts review again the the, the, well, the important parts that we need to one have page cell, the, the one page cell sheet one page cell your biographical sketch or your your author page author your page. St- yep your story synopsis or chapter review okay your market analysis mm-hmm. which is the person you want to um, write the, the book for yeah who's your audience essentially who's your audience your audience your audience and it's not everybody it's right. not trust me uh, when i my book i thought it could be every christian woman needs to read shine don't wine i said to myself and probably even men could glean from it but when i specifically chose one person her name is teresa and she is 40 something she has three kids. She has a husband. I won't go into all of it, but my heart broke for her because her life is full of whining and not shining. Mm-hmm. So I wrote the book for her. Right. But so many people can go. But it's relatable to a lot of people. You know? Yes. So. so I thought of her and in the writing flowed, like you said, Joyce, the writing just flowed. It does. It flows so much better. So there's, the market analysis and the competitive analysis. analysis. Use seven to ten books. List seven to ten books. Use the title of the book, the author of the book, the publisher of the book, the year the book was published. Mm-hmm. And a little blurb about the book you're comparing your book to, and then why your book is similar, why your book is different. Mm-hmm. And what you have to offer that the other book doesn't. Right. What promise do you have? Right. So tell me, how can they research for competitive analysis? Because I will be honest, and anybody ever hears me talking about book proposals, market analysis and competitive analysis are, you might as well just be talking Green, mm-hmm. you know, Charlie Brown's teacher. Who am I marketing to for the mm-hmm. market analysis? Who am I marketing to? So that's your audience. Competitive analysis is who am I competing with? Those are the books that are similar to yours. I go to Amazon. I go to Amazon because they have, you can put it in, um, so just kind of put in the, 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 the search, you know, if it's personal development and health, you can put personal development and yes. health and look at all the books that fall under that category and find those that are similar or tiers that you could compare it to that would be essentially a competitor then. Yes, within the last five to seven years. And yeah. use, use books, definitely use a few best-selling, maybe up to three best-sellers. Um, self-published books you can use as long as what I do with self-published books is I make sure they have quite a few reviews, mm-hmm. good reviews, and then other books. But, um, you know, seven, I use, I use five to seven books. Okay. Uh, That's my, good. I'm, if your book does not fall into a certain category, I, I'm writing, a, I have a book proposal for a book with a pastor and this book 
There is no book out there like it. Mm -hmm. There is a few things out there like it, but there's no books out there like it. So we had to choose the next category over. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what we used was the next category. So um, the next question is, what are the do's and don'ts of book proposals? So do you have like maybe three do's and three don'ts? Yes. Like we said, do hire an editor. Yes. Amen. For your author page, do get a current photo Mm. within the last five years. But if you've lost a lot of weight or gained a lot of weight or colored your hair or whatever, get a new photo. Yes. Is that three or is that two? That was three. The photo. Don't. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do. Do editor and get submission guidelines. Oh, definitely. Because agents have different agents have different guidelines. So you want to make sure that you have them. So, yes. so the, the dudes are the, the, I'm sorry, the photo, the, the, the editing, the editing, and look at the submission guidelines. Submission guidelines. Okay. Don't. Assume mm-hmm. that you don't assume your audience. Right. Don't assume. Pick one person to write to and write to that one person. Yes. Great advice on that. Do, I, I want to say don't nag people. We didn't talk about endorsements, but don't hesitate to ask for endorsements. Right. Don't nag people if you didn't get it, but don't hesitate to ask even a best-selling author for endorsements. We will, Joyce and I will be doing a training on endorsements soon, mm-hmm. how to get a bestseller or how to get good endorsements. Don't hesitate because it a good endorsement will sell your book. Mm-hmm. And the biggest don't, don't give up. Yes. Don't give up. Please don't. <laughs> don't give up. I mean, many people want to give up. And, you know, if you're a believer, if God has called you to write, he is going to get you through it. He, he is one thing that I learned from many best-selling and regular, you know, people who are award-winning and just writers who have never been, who don't have a book, but are published that write blogs and magazine articles and things like that. They say, don't give up because God has a specific time, place, and person for what you are writing. If you write a hundred books and God only gets one published and that one published book gets in the hands of someone like a Billy Graham or um, Beth Moore or someone like that. You're being obedient. Obedience is better than anything. Yep. That's the point. And and even if you're not a believer, you have, I know you have faith. Don't give up because mm-hmm. you have something deep inside you, a dream. Don't give up on that dream. Don't let your what your English teacher said that you're a bad writer. Because you, you can learn what? to be a good writer. I'm I've learned to be a better writer. 
And I got published. Who would have thought? Same here. I never had an English teacher said, Joyce, you write so well. You should be a writer. Not one. But what no. for a living? I write and edit. Hello. You know, so it, it does. It is something that definitely can be learned. It's a skill. It is not something you are born with. It is something no. you learn. And, you know, some maybe start further off than others because it does come a little more natural to them. But most everyone can learn if they put in the time, the effort to learn how to do it. Well, tell us about your writing time as you're working on books. Do you have a consistent writing time? Do you write daily? Um, What are some things that work for you? Or what are some things that didn't work for you? Okay, I write morning time is my best time. And I haven't written as much as I'd like. I do write for um, the Blue Ridge blog the Blue Ridge Christian Writers Conference blog, which I absolutely love writing for them. So I have a schedule for that. I did write for another organization, um, but I stepped down because I, because I'm joining forces in another, in another area. We will tell you about that. Um, I write my own blog. I do writing, but I don't, I haven't been working on my, my own stuff lately. I've been working on other people's stuff, but if I do the morning time is the best for me. Yes, definitely. And then what, um, is, what has worked for you? Like, what are some things that works for you when you're writing? Do you have to be in a certain place or do you want to write hand, write things out or do you use your computer? What are some things that work for you? What are some things that don't? What works for me is, I'll just tell you, give you an example. I'm writing a book called Accidental Findings. It's Mm -hmm. a fiction, suspense, mystery, thriller type book. Mm -hmm. I did not write it in chronological order. I wrote it during NaNoWriMo a couple of years ago. And what I did was I wrote scenes. Mm -hmm. I didn't write chapters. I wrote scenes. Mm -hmm. I may write scene 27 before I wrote scene two or whatever. So that's what I do. And in the morning. And I just, as Jerry Jenkins says, I think it's him who says it, puke on the paper. I just write everything. <laughs> exactly. Write everything. Exactly. And, and then I go back and edit. And then I'll go back and edit. And the best writer is a rewriter and rewriter and editor and editor and editor. Mm-hmm. Um, those who have the best manuscripts probably have edited them probably five times. Right. Right. So what words of advice or encouragement do you have for new writers or someone who may be struggling to write their book? If you're struggling to write your book, if you're struggling to find time, schedule 15 minutes to write. You know how much you can get done in 15 minutes? 15 minutes, six days a week. Do that. If you're struggling to find time, if you're struggling to find um something to write about, go for a walk, start writing about your life. And then, um, where, no matter where you are, I was in a, um, I was in in an emergency room with my sister and I started listening and thinking and just observing everything as I was praying. And that helps me to become a better writer. Read, read, read. The best writers are readers. But for encouragement, 
I mean, if you really need a lot of encouragement, email us, email Joyce or myself, because we will encourage you. We will pray for you. Get other writers on your side. Get other writers because you can encourage one another, but keep at it. Hey, remember, I didn't even know what a protagonist was. (laughs) (laughs) So You can laugh. I mean, and now I'm teaching writing and doing book proposals and in I've taught, you know, different things on writing and Joyce, you want to tell them what we're doing? Do you yes. have any more questions? Well, I'm going to comment on your advice first and then I'll tell them. But I love the 15-minute thing because think about this. If you wrote 15 minutes a day for six days a week and you did 500 words, that is what? What's 500 times? 3,000 words? Um, you That's you, like two, two, two or three chapters if you... Yeah, or one chapter, you know, whatever, however long your chapters are. If you've got short chapters or long chapters, whichever... But that's a lot of words that you can get in in 15 minutes mm-hmm. a day. And that what happens is when you have that consistency, and that's why I love that advice, is your brain then still continues to think about it, even when you're not writing as you go about your day. So the next time you go back to it, you've got ideas ready to roll because you read over what you wrote and you're like, oh, yeah, and I thought about I could add this and you keep on adding to it for the next day. So it, it's much easier to write 15 minutes a day than to write for two hours every two weeks, because then you right. spend at least 30 minutes or more catching up where, from where you were before to figure out where you want to go next. And you actually probably can make more progress doing 15 minutes a day than two hours every two weeks, you know? So and I have something to add to that too, Joyce. I use my, I, text to myself on my phone if I get an idea or mm-hmm. sentences or part of a part of my book I text myself some people write it down on a pad um there's your phone has so many apps do that like no you have in the, middle, yep, in the or, middle of the day write a note to yourself yep I use the notes app or I love the Evernote app that's my one I love so for the big announcement um I, we're recording this the week of Thanksgiving. So when this comes out, I'm not sure if we're going to tell you before or after, but you may or may not know, but Sherry Lynn and I are joining forces. And so we want to be the right coach team. And I am going to help coaching the writing and editing, and she's going to be editor and book proposal. She'll be coaching on that. So, but for today, we want to do a special offer. If you want to get some help from Sherry Lynn, what you can do, and the link will be in the show notes, you can go to Sherry Lynn at therightcoach.biz. I'll have the email in the show notes. And she's going to do 15-minute discovery calls. We'll have um, a link in there that you can schedule those if you want. And with that discovery call, then she's going to help you figure out um, what you need to do for your book proposal and how she can help you. And then if you feel like you need more help, she does a brainstorming session for normally $199 at $149 if you let her know you heard this on the podcast. Um, and that is a, actually a book proposal checklist, which if you give me your book proposal, I go over it with a fine-tooth comb and show you exactly what is good and what needs to be done. It's really, it's a remarkable tool. And I actually, beside the notes that I give you, you get the checklist. There you go. 
So it's worth it just for that, because then you'll have that checklist for you when you're ready to do your next book proposal, too. Joyce, what do they put in the subject line? They're going to put the Write Hour podcast in the subject line. So we will have that there for you, and you can schedule it. And we're excited to work together and help each other out. And so I appreciate you being on here today, Sherilyn. This will be the last episode for December, and we will come back in January with Season 8. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you in January. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Right Hour. Our goal is to help you achieve your writing dreams. You are one step closer to write your book. Learn how to get the book out of your head with the four steps we teach our clients. Sign up for the free email series at therightcoach.biz. The link is in the show notes. The four steps help you clarify your focus, create and organize your content, and complete your book. We share tips on the writing process, and you can download the writing planner to track your progress. Don't let fear and overwhelm keep you from writing your book. It's time to write your book.